G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Mike. And I'm Dale. And welcome to our review and rank series for 2023. And today is all about the Iberian nation of Portugal. Yes, Portugal, host of the Eurovision 2018 contest. The first one we went to as Aussie Vision because we had gone before. Yes. But uh, on the ground in Lisbon and I loved it and I love Portugal. Yeah, what a beautiful, beautiful city Lisbon was. Now, what have they been like at the Eurovision Song Contest? Well, Portugal's recent history at Eurovision has been about as up and down as the hills of Lisbon, can I say <laughs> that? In 2017, they did snare their first win ever with Salvador Sobral amassing a record 758 points to take the crown. His victory snapped a run of four consecutive non-qualifications. They come to 2023 off the back of a rare top 10 finish when Maro finished ninth in Torino with Saudade Saudade. All right, so it's been a bit up and down. Who are they hoping is going to continue the trend of Maro and keep it up in the hills? Well, this year we have Mimi Cat with Ai Corazao. All right, well, Mimicat is the stage name of Marissa Isabel Lopez Mena. I probably said that very westerny. Uh, but look, she's 38 years old and she's actually been around for a couple of decades. She actually competed at Festival de Cansal, the Portuguese national final, back in 2001. Um, where she didn't progress there and she was under a different stage name at the at the time but she has been she Mimi Kitten (laughs) (laughs) sorry I couldn't resist no she wasn't actually but that would have been brilliant but look she has established a very good career in the music industry in Portugal she's released a couple of albums once charted quite well and a bunch of singles she booked her way to Liverpool by winning Festival de Cancel this year, winning both the public vote and the jury. I think one of them was a tie. And she actually mentioned that she wrote this song in five minutes 10 years ago. But hey, it went on to success and booked its ticket to Liverpool. Wow, excellent. Good stuff. All right, shall we get to the pros on this one? All right, what a vocalist, Dale. What an absolute supreme vocalist this woman is. She absolutely smashed every performance at her national final, with the exception of the winner's reprise, but she was a weeping mess by that stage. She recently did the Madrid pre-party. Now, while others had vocal issues, she came out and absolutely smashed it like a pro, showing all those years of experience. Exactly. One of those things with preview parties, we do make a lot of um, excuses for people for good reason, Mm -hmm. but the very, very good vocalist, they could honestly just pick up any old mic and they still just sound amazing. And Mm -hmm. she is one of them and she can perform. That experience is definitely there. There's also something about this song that I just think is quite timeless. Mentioned that she sung it 10 years ago, um, or wrote it 10 years ago. I think she could have written it 50 years ago or last year. It just has a quality of music that we've heard many, many times before, but it is something that just exists um, and has done for a long period of time and isn't going anywhere soon. Yeah, I think it also brings a degree of kind of old school camp Mm. to the whole entire competition. And I think that does work very, very well for Eurovision. I get the feeling people will see this and go, oh, this is exactly what I expect from kind of Eurovision. And I say, this does have an audience. 
Yeah, and it has a real kind of fun, kind of clap-along quality. Um, you know, it, it, you could be in a small theatre for this, or you can be in a giant stadium, and I think the crowd is going to clap along. And I think the people at home are going to tap their feet along with that and go, oh, yeah, this is pretty good. She's a pretty good performer. I like this. Yeah. There's yeah. just something that's really interesting about it, and I think it can get the crowd involved. And I think her running order actually allows in that semi-final for her to kind of just jump out there a little bit amongst the, the kind of country she's around. I definitely agree there, Dale. And I have to say also, the staging potential for this one is very good. We saw a fairly straightforward kind of presentation, I want to say, for uh, the national final. I hope they can sort of bump that up a bit. But I suspect it'll have that old school feel, almost like a Moulin Rouge can-can kind of feel to it. And that will really set her apart from everyone else. All right, well, let's go to the drawbacks of the entry. Well, exactly that point you just raised. There are just so many people who are going to see this straight up and just find it not their genre and find it quite old-fashioned. I did say it's timeless for a lot of people, but it's also something that just people are completely put off and it's just not their cup of tea and it takes a lot to win them over. And even though this is a good entry of that style, I don't think it's enough to change people's minds that this is not going to work for them. Yeah, it is very old school. And that is a double-edged sword, isn't it? Particularly in the modern competition. This is not something you would ever hear on radio. I'm not entirely sure about mass audience appeal because of the dated, perhaps, sound of it, etc. However, saying that, there should be enough people there to make it competitive. So what's that with the drawback? <laughs> it's just, it's not going to appeal to a massive amount of audience. Fair enough. So you just, but you're, you're peppering it with a little compliment yeah. there. I get it, I get it. Now, also, let's talk about Portuguese entries and the Portuguese language. Um, they've had some success recently. Obviously, we had last year. We had Salvador Sabral. But let's not forget the countless songs that came before it and were completely dismissed by Europe. It's generally been not something that they've really warmed to, particularly in a public vote. And I think in recent times, um, we've seen a lot of English language use. Sodade, Sodade was mainly English. There were some smatterings of Portuguese. Mm -hmm. This kind of style of songs reminds me more of what they were sending in the mid-2010s and the early 2010s, and all of them enqueued. Mm, that is true. Now, as far as I say with the staging, I imagine a souped-up version of the national final is what we're going to get. And that whole thing really hangs on Mimi Cat to completely carry the whole thing. Now, we've been saying she is a supreme vocalist, etc., but things happen. People get sick. Might not be her day. She might get something wrong on the night. So if it's her carrying it, she's an experienced performer, but we've got one vital element, and it's her. Yeah, and I think I've got a question mark with the staging on a Eurovision big arena. Now, I do think the crowd can still get behind her and clap and be that slightly other person on stage in a way. But it looks like it's a bit of a blank stage to work with. What are they going to do with this? Are you using LEDs? They kind of feel like the people who'd be like, no, we're going to keep it simple and we're going to do... It's like theatre and whatnot. And I just don't know if that's going to work on TV. That's my question on that one. I kind of just want to see her in a small theatre mm. that I would be in Brisbane and watch her. And I think she'd be brilliant. I'm worried about the translation to such a big arena, such a big TV place. Yeah, a park bench and a couple of, you know, fake light poles probably aren't going to cut it as far as making it <laughs> epic, is it? Yeah. No, I don't think it is. And I think we've moved on from the contest where in the past you might have got away with that. Well, as always, Dale, a review and ranks aren't just our opinions, it's also that of the Aussie Vision team. And what did they think of A Corazal? 
Well, the Aussie Vision team, who ranked all songs first to 36, not including Australia, have put Portugal in 13th. Oh, jeez, 13th. Yes. That's good. Yeah, like, it quite is. surprising, but very good. Yeah, very high. There's obviously a lot of love for this because seven of the 21 people that we know have put it in the top 10. Gosh. One third. Gosh, we're a camp old bunch, aren't we? We really are, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> have you met some of the team? <laughs> I'm looking at us mainly. Exactly. Uh, look, there's a couple in who put it in the 30s, but for most people, it was, um, yeah, very, very highly ranked. Wow, that is fantastic. So who are we hearing from on this occasion? We're hearing from Steve and we're hearing from Colleen. Portugal as a Eurovision nation is always a bit of a mixed bag for me. There have been hits, there have been misses, but... I Coração, this is a definite, definite hit. It's a happy, peppy, poppy foot-tapper of a song, presented by a wonderfully, fabulously charismatic performer in Mimi Cat. There's a very strong kind of cabaret style, giving me really heavy Liza with a Z, Minelli vibes. It manages to capture Portugal's authenticity through through its kind of fado flamenco vibe but it's also quite accessible even actually the title is quite accessible by the end of the song you should easily be able to shout ai coração it's charming it's cute i love it and i hope that in a very competitive semi-final it has a marked usp a point of difference which will enable it to sail through to the grand final on saturday night I Curaçao is a song that has a specific, unique identity. I would say it falls under the category of Portuguese cabaret, and it's not really something that can fall into solely a folk or pop kind of default stereotype. Initially, it was quite low in my Festival de Cancel rankings, but that performance just elevated it so much to the point where it's now one of my ESC faves for 2023. Uh, Mimi Cat herself, for me, is this year's regulation mother, and she has the electric stage presence and the unique retro-inspired aesthetic look to boot. I really want to be like her when I'm in my late 30s. Look, a couple of really good points there, actually. Number one, they both had the word unique, and pretty much the same thing of unique selling point here Mm -hmm. as well, with that kind of cabaret sound, which I think Steve made a particularly good point about it being accessible is something very portuguese but it's something that everyone will know and it's kind of familiar because it's that cabaret sound yeah absolutely and they were both very taken by mimi cat as a performer and i like the way that steve also picked up it's not just about that big cabaret chorus there's also some fado elements and real traditional portuguese elements in that song as well so it's multifaceted and colleen i want to be mimi cat when i grow up as well definitely well i just i, I love that i love that she's <laughs> like her you know call her mother basically but i just want to be anyone in their late 30s since it's gone past for me for now i'll, I'll take anyone i'll be mimi cat that's fine roll back the years <laughs> All right, uh, let's get into our wrap and rank on this one. As I've already mentioned, there is an old school campness to this entry, and personally, I am buying it. I think Mimi Cat's an incredible vocalist, and she does have the stage presence to pull this off. I always struggle to predict how Europe will react to Portuguese entries, as the Portuguese just do their own thing and we all just have to deal with it. But I do think Aikorasau has got enough to get it out of this tough semi-final, including a very good running order that you mentioned. I wouldn't say I completely seek this out, but whenever it's on, I really do enjoy it. I've ranked Aikorasau in 20th. 20th? Yes, quite like this one. That's quite high. Mm, very oh, good. Good, like good, good. That's good to hear. Well, look, 
I have a lot of respect for Mimikat and a lot of respect for this entry. I think it's really fun. I think it's enjoyable. I kind of find it inoffensive. And it maybe that's part of my kind of problem with it in a way. I enjoy it, but it's maybe a genre I'm just not really seeking out at all. And like you said, I don't seek it out. But when it comes on, I do enjoy it and I do enjoy the performance. Look, I must say hearing the comments from Colleen and Steve and hearing the ranking does actually make me feel a bit more confident about how I could actually go. Because I do have those question marks about Portugal nearly every time. And nearly every time, I'm wrong. Mm. So <laughs> maybe I should just go against that completely. I do think it can get out of its semi, but I think it'll be touch and go. For me, I've only put it in 27th. Oh, okay. That's quite low. It is. And it's, again, it's basically, it falls into the category. I've got about four or five songs the same. I like these songs. I just never seek them out. But when they're on, I will listen and enjoy it. Hmm. And those are the songs that are kind of in this 24th or 28th area. I have to say, this one I probably prefer to watch live rather than listen to a studio. That's true. I actually think I skip it every time on Spotify, but I definitely will watch it on YouTube. Yeah, she brings a lot to that performance. Says everything about her as an artist, doesn't it? Mm, very much so. All right, well, that's a really interesting one. Mm. As I said, I'm kind of... Steve and Colleen were very convincing. <laughs> I think I'm changing my mind on this one. But um, I'm going to be really interested to see what they bring to the stage at Liverpool. Yeah, looking forward to this one. All right, catch you later. Bye. As always, thanks for joining us and thank you for your support. You can follow us on our social media channels at AussieVisionNet. And if you want to support the work that we and 20 Aussie Vision volunteers do and get some really good bonus content, then you can subscribe to our Patreon. The link is in the show notes. Thanks very much. Catch you later.